0: Hello everybody, before we start this podcast today, I just want to let you know that I'm not sponsored in any way by any company, there is no ads here, but if you do want to see the products that I promote and the books that I have written, you can see all of that and all of the links to all of my social media accounts and Instagram, YouTube, and so on. All of that is on my website, noticebooks.org, N-O-T-U-S books.org, not usbooks.org. Hey guys just me here today. And uh, I got denied at the border today, the U.S. border, so I've got some thoughts on this to share, I guess. And the the first thing is that this isn't my first time being denied. I've been denied four times now total, but two of them were today. So two in the past, two today. And uh, the experience was very different today than normal. Uh, Of course, the border's empty, completely empty. Nobody there. There's one lane open just in case somebody who does have a legitimate reason, etc. Who is crossing through? But barely even any trucks. Nothing. No action going on. The buildings, the like, where you go. If they, if you go to the booth and they say, uh, "We're going to check you out further." Where you go to that second stage. There's buildings there. They're completely empty. It was a bit surreal. But uh, all the all the guards are still there and everything. Chatting mostly. They don't look like they have that much to do. And what was interesting to me is that. And really the only reason is saying that I've been through this before. I've been uh, denied entry twice to the U.S. I've been in this back room, the second stage security, I think almost 40 times, maybe even more than that total. Because once you get denied once, now they have a legitimate reason to question your business every time, basically. You know. So, but I've, also, I've actually also been deported. I've been deported from England. And I've actually been arrested too, straight up, uh, when I was younger, many times. Enough times to uh, have dealt with authorities and uh, know that this time was a a next level. Meaning, I've been interrogated before, right? Before they deport you, they interrogate you. Before they deny you entry, they interrogate you. If you get arrested, they interrogate you. And I got interrogated more today than by actual detectives. Like, it was actually unreal. This is a professional interrogator really peering into my business. And by the way, the first time they denied me is because I couldn't prove that my wife lives in America and was born in America but I was able to do that I went out and got her passport and um, birth certificate screenshot so I can go back but then I was unable to prove that I wouldn't come back to Canada and I've heard this before actually when I've tried to bring in Americans before we've had to prove that they have business in America basically that they're going to go back Uh, the easy way to do it is if you have kids in that country someone could just be like yeah my kids are in that country I'm going home obviously Another way is to have bills in your name. I don't have bills in my name. And the house that I live in is not in my name. So those, And I don't have a job. So those things combined, they didn't see any uh, reason why I couldn't come back if I didn't want to, even though I had barely anything in the car. And everything else is legit. Our story legit. Even let them go through my phone. They can see that the messages are legit. You know, that they line up at least like, hey, baby, I'm coming. I'm only staying for two nights and then I'm coming back. Right. The stories all are true. And I was getting kind of a kick out of it, actually, because it's, a, it's fun to see professionals at work. I mean, I've been on lockdown, house arrest here for almost a year. I haven't interacted with very many people, especially high-caliber professional people. So I was actually excited and, like, smiling through the interrogation. And uh, because I know, I'm telling the truth, I don't have the energy to remember a, a fake story or something. But I'm just, I'm so excited by seeing his process and which kind of questions he asks. And I was having fun with it. And uh, but it, it blew me away though that like I'm at the border. I, I'm at the border. This is normally a you pay a five dollar toll, five fifty, six dollars, whatever. Cross the bridge, you go on over to the U.S. You eat some chicken wings. <laughs> you buy one dollar cans of spray paint at Walmart. You do whatever you're doing across the border, and you go home. As uh, casual Americans, Canadians, a lot of us have fun stories of crossing each other's borders throughout our lives for different experiences. And uh, this one, at least I have a legit reason, you know, we are married and uh, that was like supposed to be the last thing. And part of what worried me here is that, and part of why I even rushed this, I was rushing down there for a little trip because on the 15th, which is this fall, coming Monday, which is, they tell me is a holiday here in Canada, but that's the day that now there is no way to get into the country without a COVID test. And I've never wanted to get the test. I never have gotten the test and number one, I don't want a false positive or a positive of any kind. You know, that's kind of my biggest concern. I don't even know if there's a number two. I'm not worried about getting a virus, any virus. I think my body can handle it. But I am worried about being on a list of any kind. right? I posted calls that I've made to the government trying to figure out what happens. What if you get a positive test? If you need a negative test to get into the country, yet yeah, they're supposed to let us into the country no matter what they're supposed to let us into the country whether we have criminal charges or not like they're supposed to let us in it, on both sides we're like this is ingrained like no they can't deny you entry into your own country it doesn't matter you know your car could be on fire they got to help you they got to let you in basically you can walk over on a lot of these you can walk across detroit bridge you can walk across i think two of the bridges in uh, buffalo niagara falls so it's it's kind of crazy here, and it feels like they're closing off the doors. Basically, that every exit that we had is kind of gone. I guess I'm speaking to Canadians, but to the the world too. I mean, there's things going on in every country. But I mean, national parks here in Canada are closed. Everything's closed. The, they say they lifted the South Ontario lockdown the other day, but North Ontario they extended it. And like, I think it's all just random, and they're going to keep pushing the dates back, pushing them around, pushing the numbers around. They're clearly not really using logic anyways in all of this. Like, that's a whole other discussion. But I don't think that there's any real need for them to stop doing this because I don't think they're doing this in response to a pandemic. I think they're squeezing us. I don't know why, but they definitely are closing off the exits. They've canceled many flights to many countries. And this means the government has told the the airlines in Canada that they cannot fly to this country, this country, this country, this country. We're not talking about China, Europe here. We're talking about the Caribbean. They don't want us going on vacation. They don't want us leaving for any reason. So even when the lockdowns lift, supposedly, they're still expecting us to live on lockdown and to be on lockdown within this country. And uh, my worry here is the escalation of it, of course, too, right? If If these rules are arbitrary, then there is no logical limit. If they're not using logic to set the rules, you know, they can change them however they want, meaning, you know, they could put in a mandatory anal swab test to get into the country, kind of thing, right? Like, I'm not scared of a thing, a swab. I really not want one up my nose. But you can still do the saliva test, supposedly. Now I'm kind of, I'm okay with that, if it's willingly, you know, but to get into my own country, which is supposed to be a, a right, it's supposed to be, like, a no question kind of thing Like obviously they question you you're allowed to search my car they can go through your camera they numerous times have gone through literally looked at the photos of my camera you know gone gone through the phone and i mean go into the back office and go through your phone for half an hour an hour and uh, that happened today too it was like an hour more than an hour in the interrogation without my phone a lot of people don't know this too right like number one you're not allowed to bring your phone in and if they're interrogating you you can well, you have to give them permission to go into your phone. But if you're trying to get in or out of the country, you know, this is something you have to be prepared for. I am prepared for this when I go across. I am willing to let them look through my phone if it, lets them, if it makes them get me through. You know, I, I've already gone through all these sacrifices to try and cross this border. I'm willing to let them look through my phone. I've already cleaned it up, you know, anything that's um, just me talking about Canada screaming about the lockdowns you know they're probably like well you seem pretty upset about canada maybe you don't want to come back i don't want them seeing that so i'm clean i'm actually clean but uh, still denied still couldn't prove it the funny thing is i don't i don't have enough money on me i don't have any cash on me like even what they said they asked me how much money do you have i said on my american card, i've got 280 dollars. this is literally enough for two nights in a hotel room and not much more you know like i'm um, i kind of set this up so that i would not look like i was trying to stay there because I've been through this before. I know they, don't, they really don't want it even looking like you're going to stay for a long time. So I never try to do that. But um, I think the exit's sealed for me basically for now. Uh, we can still fly out of the country. We can still fly to America. Many countries are off the list, but you still can fly to America. And when you come back, you have to pay a mandatory $2,000 tax to the government and stay in a hotel at your expense. Sorry, it's not an stay in a hotel. I'm pretty sure the $2,000 pays for that hotel stay. I still have questions, and I still actually haven't been able to get a hold of the government properly. I recorded a bunch of calls trying to figure out who I even talked to with questions such as, when I show up to this $2,000 mandatory quarantine at a hotel in Toronto or wherever, the, wherever it is, um, do I eat your meal plan? Does it, is this include right? Does the $2,000 include food while I'm there? um if not i mean where can i get food how can i get food what if i'm gluten free are you going to feed me gluten free stuff like i i just i know they're not prepared for this type of stuff at scale and i'm really pretty sure that they're putting these crazy measures in place trying to be very confident that they will act as actual dissuaders that the fines will be so high like, everyone I've talked to in Canada is like, dude, we can't afford $2,000 extra dollars per person on top of any trip anywhere. Like, the people who plan to take a trip once a year, whatever, to Mexico and Dominican. Obviously, this is a luxury, but, like, this is what we're entitled to in this country, supposedly. But $2,000 extra per person and then a mandatory, I think it's three-day, a mandatory three-day minimum quarantine at a hotel. I mean, that's that's insane, right? Most people book off the week. Or the 10 days so that they have a day, and then they go for the seven days, and then they got a day to relax when they get back, and then they got a day to do their laundry and go back to work, right? Who's adding three days here? So I'm saying they're making it prohibitive on purpose, and they're closing the gates on purpose. Even the casual, if you got friends in America, like now it's a huge deal to go there. If you have business, now it's even a huge deal too. Just because you have business doesn't mean you can cross the border necessarily. I know lots of people with problems. There's always been problems with cross-border business anyways. And most people try to avoid that stuff anyways. You're doing it in one country, you're doing it in another. A lot of times people will just hire a representative in the other country because of the hassle that it is to get one representative across the border. So the the doors are closing. Basically, it's scary. It's a big country. Canada is a big country. But I don't want to be trapped anywhere. And I feel trapped. And I have a wife on the other side of this border. And friends and a life... You know, we are intimately connected, these two nations. I lived in Windsor, right across from Detroit. A lot of, thousands, thousands of people have cross-border lives, basically. I know I'm not the only one in this. I have another friend whose wife crossed into Canada, and then she hasn't gone back to America because she's scared she's not going to get back into Canada. It's a legit concern. And this is huge. She has her family in America. You know, like, what is this? Is this war time? Like it, doesn't, um, it doesn't make sense, and obviously a lot of people that will be listening to me in the first place will be on board with that this whole thing is just a really, really, really bad and morbid joke on us, but um, it's becoming more and more real, you know, I tried to avoid a lot of this for a long time, I don't listen to the, the radio, I don't turn on the news, you know, so the information is very limited that I'm getting, but I can't escape this, this trouble. Obviously, they've been trying to get over it. By the way, my, my wife was denied twice as well. These are separate frustrations. None of this was refunded, right? The hotels that we had for tonight and tomorrow were booked, paid for. The, the last time her trips were paid for, non-refunded. You know, so, and of course, they're actually expecting you to get extra insurance now for this. That's that's another matter. I never get insurance, anyways, and I don't even have health insurance in Canada, anyways. Yeah. By the way, Canadians, you can get cut off if you leave the country for too long. You can cut off your health, um, your healthcare, and that's kind of all I have to say on this uh, today, guys. Really, like, at, when I get home, I'll actually I'll attach a phone call that I made to the border last week, ahead of time, making sure that all my ducks were in a row because I was going to attempt to cross. You know, making sure I've got everything I need. What do I need to know? All this kind of stuff. Can I still cross? Do I have to? Quarantine, if I come back, figured all this stuff out. So this was supposed to be like by the border telling me what to do. I did it today. And I was absolutely denied. And I'm going to attach that phone call because it's kind of funny. Actually, the border guy on that call, he talked more than he needed to. And uh, I asked him if he was going to get the vaccine and stuff. And I honestly thought he was going to say no. But he said, like, I don't know and stuff. But it's just kind of interesting what they think about it. I don't think any of us really know what to think about it. I've made a ton of calls to the government that I just haven't posted because they're not interesting. (laughs) Nobody knows what's going on. I can't even seem to find anybody to talk to in the government that does actually know what what is going on, other than reciting the same rules and regulations that we keep hearing. And for the Canadians out there, I don't know what you think is going to happen with the future, but I don't think Canada is going to loosen the reins at all. I think it's uh, amazing what's happening right now that since everything was so strict that when they lighten it up a little bit and they, they call it something like, we're ending the lockdown on February 9th or whatever, they say that in those words, but it's nowhere near what freedom was actually before. And this country was not that free before. There's still rules and stuff you can't do, but like, it's not open. It's not even half of what it was before there's still many 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 new laws new rules new fines new police out there looking for people breaking these crazy rules there's still all this mask stuff there's still all of this paranoia and fear being pushed by our representatives a lot of people are blaming the media i don't think that it is all the media's fault our politicians are literally doing this like our dear leader justin trudeau jt He's out there on his front doorsteps giving hour-long, two-hour-long presentations of fear. You know, this has been a year, um, and it actually literally looks like the movie 1984, not necessarily the book. It looks like the movie 1984, where the leader just keeps coming on, and uh, we've got this ongoing war, and just, yeah, and it's more just another year, just another, right? There's always this just another, and, like, I feel quite foolish. I don't know about you sitting here a year later saying how... Maybe maybe next week they'll open it up, but uh, yeah, the most amazing part is that they they are able to actually say like we've op- we've uh, ended the lockdown, you know, officially, and yet no, they haven't. <laughs> like no, they haven't, and people are happy. People are happy to get just a little bit of freedom left. Now this is a terrible position to be in. We're backed into a corner, begging for scraps of what we used to have, begging for scraps of what used to be our just our rights. That, you know, nobody harassed us walking around before. You got to be a troublemaker to go and get into trouble. I'm a troublemaker. I'm used to getting into trouble. I'm not used to being treated like a criminal everywhere. By the way, I mean, just because you're listening to me, we're saying I walked in to get my uh, my driver's license renewed yesterday. Been driving with no driver's license because they're telling us we're on lockdowns. So I'm not really driving anyways, so screw them. So I go in to renew my driver's license, and I swear to you, man, they they treated me like I was, like I had the plague, man, like I, like they could see something on me, like I'm walking in, stop, they say stop, two of them, and they're scared, like they're literally scared, stop, at the stop sign, there's this little, like a wet floor sign with a little printed out stop sign taped to it, like I'm supposed to even see this, you know, stop at the stop sign, there's nobody else in the building, man, we're up north. You know, it's right in the morning, like, it's me and these two frightened ladies. Oh, man, it's just funny, it's just funny. i was still not going to wear a mask, but they made me wear gloves or they wouldn't deal with me. They wouldn't renew my license. Like, it's insane. Um, people call it clown world, I, l- I like that. Yeah, I think it's appropriate, but it's much more sinister. It's definitely an evil clown world here. And uh, I I don't want to be trapped here, guys. I don't want to bring my wife here to be on lockdown forever. Rolling lockdowns, like rolling blackouts. Anybody ever live in the jungle where they got rolling blackouts? It's weird. You don't know when to predict. Can you watch the football game tonight? I don't know. don't know if we can get all the way through it. You know, can we make this trip? Can we see these friends? Can we open this business? That's a huge question that I don't think anybody's really taking seriously at this moment. Hey, you want to open a new business in Ontario that serves customers or, or offers a service in real life? No. You know, it's crazy. There's still, a, there's still a building boom here, though, going on, which is super, super weird to me. I'm rambling a little bit, guys, but, like, this is me getting up to date. I'm getting you up to date. Um, whatever they're saying on the news is going on with the border, it's worse than you thought. It's scary. I mean, I'm used to dealing with interrogators and stuff. And Those people will throw a lot of people off their guard. It will make you feel like a criminal right away <laughs> without even doing anything. And... And by the way, those individuals, I don't have anything against them. Those guys, tell you the truth, I've crossed so much that I recognize a lot of those guys, you know. And they're just doing their job, and I don't think their job is a great job, and I don't think that makes them noble, but I don't think they're my enemy. The interrogator guy, even, like, it's it's his job, you know, and he's good at it. And even he's like, man, I want to find something that I can put on this sheet of paper here that says... I believe that he's going to come back to Canada, he says, I can't find it, you know, no hard feelings, like, whatever, and, uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe we're stuck here, guys, forever, I don't know, hopefully we do something about it, Uh, hopefully you know somebody that knows somebody, and hopefully you're trying to sell this, you know, Uh, there is a few people that I know that are talking, my mom's talking, people, sometimes people come to my mom's house, I don't live here, they have to pick something up or whatever, they say, man, your mom was going off about this conspiracy stuff, basically, and I'm like, well, good for her. Good for her. Even if you know this, you, everybody, this got to be in our minds. We can't, we can't just get tired, you know. They're gonna keep going. We can't give up. We can't just say, oh, fine, I'll just wear the mask automatically. I mean, at the very minimum, you keep it off until somebody asks you to put it on, you know. Me, I don't do that. Not in this country. The only reason I'm going to bend over even a little bit is to go and try and see my wife because it's been so long and obviously I've got to do everything I can, you know, to go and see her. If that, if that means putting on a mask or getting the test, I will do that. I did put on a mask to get on a plane to go. They weren't going to do it any other way. I got in a huge fight with them. We have, you know, email transcript after from them reaching out to me and me threatening to sue them and all this stuff. And. I don't want to live like this, truthfully. I can't believe this is my country. My ramble's over for now. I hope we can do something about this, guys. I hope uh, we stay active and on this and talking to our friends, talking to our family, talking to everybody we know and making sure that we are doing everything we can to at the very least make it known that this is not the world we want to live in. I don't care what the problem is. The cure cannot be this bad. Take care, guys.
1: Welcome to the Canada Border Services Agency's Border Information Service. Canada Border Services Agency.
0: Hi, thank you for taking my call. I just have a question about the recent update on uh, coming in from air, where you have to quarantine mandatory. Does this still apply at the land border? It
1: actually has not come into effect on the air yet either but it does as far as we know it does not seem to be affecting people who are arriving by air or sorry by land
0: but that could change once they actually put it into effect are all the land borders acting the same like is it the same protocol at every land border the information that i'm getting every
1: it would be the same at everyone for the
0: quarantine regulations yes okay um another question so i'm a canadian citizen my wife is american um, either of us crossing the border right now, we are able to at land. Is that correct? You hundred percent. If your wife is American, then
1: there it, she has to have some documentation in order to be able to come in and she has to have us meet the criteria to be allowed to enter Canada, but you have no issues. But depending on what she's coming to do, your wife may have some paperwork requirements to come into the
0: country. What if she was just coming to visit?
1: Like who is she coming to visit? Me. You? Okay. So all she would need to do is have paperwork stating that you are married and that you are Canadian, and then just have be able to be proved that she's staying for at least fifteen days and has a valid uh, quarantine plan for the fourteen-day quarantine that's required for her to do when she
0: gets here. Okay, and that doesn't have to be at. that Specific hotel you just have to, as long as you have some
1: sort of area where she is able to do that quarantine if it's acceptable and meets our criteria then she will be allowed to do that
0: and that's the same as it's been all last year that hasn't changed
1: the yeah okay. but yeah she needs to be able she needs to stay for the 15 days though that's the one big um, important thing otherwise
0: she wouldn't be able to meet the criteria to come in got it okay that answered my main question my next question is there's a lot of people saying that this is kind of going to go on forever I'm just kind of wondering your opinion on it. Like, you guys at the land border. How do you feel? Is there talk amongst you or your superiors? Is there any talk of this ending anytime soon? Probably not.
1: Unless things change drastically in the United States, which doesn't sound like that's going to happen anytime soon, we won't change either.
0: Well, lots of the major places in America have recently lifted their lockdown situation. But they're...
1: They have, but they're... Still have crazy amounts of of cases, which is still way higher than what we find in Canada acceptable levels. So until they get down to be very very low, we're still probably going to keep our borders closed.
0: I see. I appreciate you taking my call, and I appreciate I your honesty.
1: Until like everybody gets vaccinated,
0: it's probably going to stay closed. Wow. Uh, there, is there talk of uh, that being mandatory in Canada?
1: No idea. Hmm. I don't think they can legally uh, force people to get vaccinated.
0: Would you get the vaccination?
1: It's hard to say. Uh, there's still all the different type of vaccines going out. It's.
0: I'm sure you guys have seen some of the problems with some of these people who have recently gotten it. This thing was just rushed out onto the market. I'm worried about taking it. I don't want to take it. And so that seems, that, that is an issue with,
1: like... Once the vaccination, once the vaccines become more prevalent and being able to get them, people still aren't getting it, and therefore the whole herd immunity that's going to stop it is not going to happen because people aren't getting the vaccines anyway. So until we get it high enough.
0: Guys, got sick like at your station? Like, is there an issue with the border people?
1: Well, not in my specific office, but other offices have had issues.
0: Hmm. I appreciate all the information you've given me. That's really all the questions that I have for now. Okay. Thank you so much, and I hope you have a great day, and I hope uh, all all this does clear up for us. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Take care.